no, you definitely, you definitely might have the shit out of me on my week off at some point. No, I never did. I'm sure you did. Right. Know. First question. I'm going to ask the first one today. Everyone wants an Amazon Prime type of service when it comes to weekly. Everyone wants an Amazon Prime type of service when it comes to weekly check-ins. My clients, my client check-in. By the end of the Sunday, I try and read, film, and record video feed videos record feedback videos and send them back to each client Monday night. This can be challenging. Let me see the rest of the question. Oh, now you've come off the question, so I can't see the fucking question. This is started well, hasn't it? Jesus Christ. Um, this can be challenging, especially if I get late check-ins. How long would you allow to send feedback videos? I want to offer an Amazon Prime type service, but realistically, it might go past the 24-hour time frame sometimes. Um, <laughs> right. So I'm guessing <clears throat> that you promised to look. It's all about expectations on that. I'm guessing from what you've said there, the 24-hour time frame that you promised to get back to them within 24 hours and give them feedback. Um, so I would probably just change those expectations and set aside <clears throat> excuse me let's say monday morning monday evening monday after whatever time on monday to just do them in one block um feedback videos feedback monday night especially yeah i'll add some bit how long would you allow yeah, I would just literally do it in that manner, get people really used to receiving the feedback, um, creating expectations on the window that is open for the check-ins, maybe set off some reminders, um, whether that's calendar invites, whether that's you use text messages or WhatsApp or whatever it is. <clears throat> I think I think that's... I think that's what you mean. Um, but yeah, reset expectations. Make it clear about the window, make it clear about when they're going to get feedback and maybe block it in rather than doing it on an individual basis within 24 hours of them checking in. I think that's what you mean. Hopefully it is. Yeah, and the only other thing I would add to that is that does everyone want a video checking? Like, have you asked them? Or do some people... Are some people fine with a voice note? Are some people fine with an email response? So I, I would just check check with them and just do a bit of an audit and ask them how, how best they, will they receive the information. Or you could put a bit of a non-negotiable in your business that if it does go past, if they're late and does go past that window, that they won't get a video check-in, they'll get, I don't know, um, a voice note, something like that. How do we make... Instagram stories more engaging. Um, you have to use if you want them to be engaging. You have to use the right type of specific question to your audience about an issue they have, a challenge they have, a frustration, something they can relate to. It doesn't always have to be training and nutrition related, um, and you'll find that in a lot of ways it works better if it's not. Um, but used a very specific question instead of a really open question, like um, that's quite broad, like how can I help you? Like make it specific, like um, just took a client on whose challenges were 
time, but specifically getting exercise in around the kids. Um, is does this sound a little bit like you? you? Poll yes and no, and anyone who voted yes, I'd then message them and just say what support do you feel like you need with this? Have you got a program to do when you wake up? If it's for the first thing in the morning, last thing at night, or whatever. Um, and then I would put in a question box some something kind of specific. Would you like a short twenty to thirty minute free program to um, help you with the limited time frame that you've got? And then they might put their email in and all of that. But basically ask more specific questions, vary the, the delivery between question boxes and, and polls. With something like that as well, you have to be consistent. Like I've just had three or four days completely off Instagram. So if I just pop up now and expect to get engagement, even with a few thousand followers that we've got, like it's not going to happen. I'm going to need a week of consistency to get people in the mix again, um, more than likely. So yeah, I, I would diversify between questions polls use very very specific questions um yeah and make sure that you you're absolutely sharing something that is a direct issue that your clients or sorry your audience is having so that's what i would say there's no magic pill to that i think you've just got to be a little bit you've got to give yourself a bit of time to be creative with the questions that you ask next one how would you deal with other trainers in a commercial gym? <laughs> First couple of things that came into my mind then. <laughs> Smack them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. um, it depends, right? I mean, look, I think, I think one of the things is with, with dealing with other trainers and other you know competition in the same facility is <clears throat> i think there's two trains of thought on this and two different ends of the spectrum um where you can put your mindset i think first of all if okay this is where trainers get frustrated with other trainers is when they're not proactive and they're not doing the shit they need to do to get business um and so that's where you know, you're not being proactive about using the captive audience on the gym floor. You're um, getting cold leads in. You're reacting to those cold leads. Um, that's when I think we start to become slightly, what's the word I'm looking for? Slightly paranoid about other trainers, I guess. Slightly envious about other trainers. Um, comparing yourself against other trainers, I think that's when that starts to sip in. So the very clear thing, clear way of dealing with, with other people in the gym, other trainers, competition in the commercial gym, is get really focused on what you want and be proactive about your business. I, I know that sounds simple, but if I am working to accrue the business I want, I'm being proactive about it daily, what Jeff or Todd or whoever does isn't going to affect me because I'm being proactive about it. Um, so, yeah, I, th I would say without any specifics around that, that's what I'd say. I know that's simple. I know it's common sense, but common sense isn't very where do you get Where do you get your names from? Like Jeff, Todd, Doris. That's my mates. <laughs> Jeff, Todd. Oh, Jeff and Todd were two trainers that I used to work for me. 
Doris, I don't know. Someone Doris was a, a client from the cruise ship days. We used to call everyone Doris. So there you go. There's where they're going from. Fun facts. Inbred gym with Jeff and Todd in it. Um, right, next question. How can I best create conversations on Facebook? It feels like feels less interactive than Instagram, but it's also where my demographic and most of my clients come from. You have to post content that's going to engage that specific demographic to want to comment and open conversation within that. Like you can't just post information and hope it's just passive. It's it's actually a form of reactive marketing now, in my opinion. Um, you've got to really post engaging content to get people, and I'm just repeating myself, but to comment, you've got to ask questions to get people to comment. It's got to be a direct challenge. You've got to engage people. You're probably going to have to give some information away for free, uh, some some type of lead magnet away for free and get people in the comments. And then off the back of that, trying to engage off the back of that as well. But you can't just post information and wait for people to, to engage. It's not going to happen. Um, so creating more conversations, I would make sure that your, your posts are engaging. They promote people to come into the comment section. And if that's not working, um, I, I would reach out in a really proactive way and let's say to three to five people every day, just to ask them a real good open question or thank them for engaging in your content. What more did he want to say? See, and just, I think initially when you, everyone starts to see this messaging thing on Facebook and Instagram as being a bit sleazy and cringy and all of that, but you wouldn't do it on, like you wouldn't see yourself as, as being like that on the gym floor when you're helping people. So I think, the whole point of that initial starting process of being proactive and interacting with people on, on Facebook and Instagram is being curious. It's not that generic template email that a mentor tells you to copy and paste and to book you calls and all of that bollocks. It's, it's being curious about people, like what do people want? What do people need? What gets in the way? Um, what challenges and barriers that they have? All of that type of stuff comes in really handy. So interact, engage, be proactive, but be absolutely curious when you are interactive with no real expectations off the back of it like you would be on the gym floor it'd be exactly the same mindset but in relation to your actual posts themselves they have to speak directly to your market and i believe if there's no engagement happening off the back of them posts there's a massive chance it's not they're not speaking to your demographic so you have to do more market research probably um, and be more specific to the audience that you're trying to attract because that's what will bring engagement. As soon as they see something that relates to them, they will engage with it. If they if they don't, it's brutal feedback sometimes that it's not landing to that specific audience. So it's that that you need to work on. Anything you'd add to that? No. I have a client on one session a week and I don't believe she's completing her sessions out with ours. How do you think splitting her sessions up into two half hours would work? So as to guarantee she gets in the gym twice per week and go over the main lifts? I think perfect thing to do. Um, yeah, absolutely ideal. I think just as you put there to guarantee, it creates more accountability, it creates better habits moving forward, gets you more competent and confident in the gym environment. The frequency, increased frequency is, in my opinion, is always going to trump an hour, you know, or the default, the, the actual time in that single session, always, I think um from environment to familiarity to habits to managing their time um yeah so a hundred percent i would i would go for that 
best way to approach businesses about group training for their staff? Staff, staff, staff. What do you say, staff or staff? Staff, not staff, staff. because I'm staff. not, I'm not staff. some staff. fucking... Not st anyway, answer the question, stop messing around. Fucking hell. Um, so the process I would go through is, first of all, I would make a link to whoever it is in the business that deals with this type of stuff. So it's normally the HR department or people department. And especially after COVID, there'll be someone who has this as a KPI. I guarantee it. Um, in relation to health and well-being within the workplace and stuff like that, I would make contact with them and I would go and sit down and ask them questions to understand what they do, all of that. So then whenever you're obviously getting these people in, you can understand how long they sit for, like the, the, the I don't know, you might understand their uh, percentage of people who go off sick and all of that type of stuff. So you've got some data and understanding. You're not just going there, sending them an email and going, I could offer you this. You're going in, you're seeking to understand a little bit, sitting down for half an hour with them, getting them on side and going, right, okay, would you mind if I put a bit of a pack or an email or um, a letter to you together? Because what I think will be really beneficial will be this group training, for example. Um, and then off the back of that, you built that relationship. There's some context behind it so they can go off and start talking about stuff that's to staff to it about it, should I say, and bring it up in staff meetings and all of this type of stuff that, that something's coming. And then I would do some kind of offer initially to um, bring them people in. I'm not talking like a discounted offer, but maybe I would have a start and an end date on a seven day trial so they can come in and see what it's like. Um, and I would send a couple of emails for them to forward to their staff. So you type the emails you that they can forward on. And I would list the benefits of it. What's incorporated in group training. Don't assume that they're going to know. Um, there's also going to be that potential fear factor that they're going to be training around people from work and that might be embarrassing. So you need to um, soften that a little bit and, and describe the benefits. But they'll also be on the flip side of that. People will see it from a motivating aspect as well. So do your own work, build your contacts, build your links, um, and then go in your with the objective or an offer, like a seven-day trial of what that group training is, um, and see if you can build a relationship with them people in HR that you can go in maybe once a month or once every other month to do something within that building on training, nutrition, mindset, movement, lifestyle, whatever it is that you want to deliver. So there's an added incentive to kind of drive traffic to you from you going into the building as well. Anything you'd add, Nick? Oh, no. Well, I'm doing well today, by the looks of it. Is that the last question? No. Oh. Would you agree that if pondering a new app, pondering such a good word, um, like Stridest, to try it with a few clients first before going fully going for it? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. With any software, you only really learn learn whether it's the right one when you start to use it practically with people. And so, yeah, I would say in my, you know, some apps look better than others. Some, you know, might be referred to you by other trainers and whatnot. But ultimately, when you, unless you're physically using it, I think there's very little to go off. So 100% use it with clients because there'll be definitely things in there like function, functionality, speed, you getting used to it, them getting used to it, um, it delivering what you want it to do. 
how much time you spend. Yeah, so quick answer here. Yeah. There you go. Um, if you want to stand out more in a commercial gym, what things would you do? Two things, two dead simple basic things. The first one would be I would help people every single day in a time frame that I want to fill. And I would have a, a like a, a target set that I I there'd be five to ten people I help minimum like minimal. I don't go home from that day until I've helped five people. I've got five new names. Um and that five new names might not end up being a lead, but I've just helped five to ten people. The reason why that'll help you stand out is because no other fucker in your gym will be doing it because they're too scared. They're 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 probably massaging their own ego because they're getting clients reactively. Like all you have to do in a commercial gym, in my opinion, is help people consistently in the times that you are filled. And that will help you stand out, believe me. Um, and the only other thing that I would add to that is that I would, whoever the market that you're trying to bring into the business, whatever their problems are, that they have and issues that need solving, whatever that is, I would put on specifically something to help with that problem. So that might be on specific days, I'm going to do a workshop on the gym floor on nutrition. I'm going to do movement screening. I'm going to do health checks. I'm going to do technique correction. Um, I'm going to do a, a seminar at the end of the month. I'm going to do some, I don't know, like fast classes on the gym floor, taking people off cardio. Basically, in the hours that I want to fill, I would mix up helping people consistently because no other fucker does it. And then actual lead generation magnet activities that are going to bring in consistent leads, but are also going to help people. Them two things, hardly any person in a commercial gym, personal trainer is doing them things. So if you do them, you'll stand out. Trust me, you'll stand out. It's as simple as that. Next one. Uh, anything you'd add to that, Nick? No, not at all, no. Next one is, what are the best apps to produce slick content? Um, is one thing I would advise and then two apps with my limited use of social media. <laughs> um, Video Leap and the obvious Canva. But the caveat to that is I think with I think with the Canva type of stuff and the stuff that you can put on like um, socials from grid posts or even videos like pay someone to give you some templates, a load of different templates that you can use. Um, I think that will speed things up. I think that will give you continuity. I think that will give you confidence and give you also some time back instead of just having to create something from scratch over and over and over again. So those two apps, in my opinion, I don't know too many others, but um, those are the ones I know, those are the ones I've used before. Um, but that piece of advice I would say is going to be a big one. Any you, any different? Um, Adobe have kind of up their game recently, apparently. And they've got this Adobe, they've got Adobe Rush, which is like an editing thing that goes against iMovie, basically. Um, so that is a, apparently a good editing tool. So is CapCut is a good video editing tool. Um, and there's one more, um, which is an Adobe version of the of Canva as well. So any of them, any of them, um, apparently all Adobe have proper up their game over the past year or so. So that might be worth looking at. But I, honestly, I've said that without really having a clue. I've just heard it from other people. Um, next one. 
how often should you use a lead magnet? Sometimes I feel like I have to come up with a new and different one each time, but is it okay if I have a few that I, I cycle through? Absolutely. Yeah, you've answered your own question. Just cycle through the same lead magnets. If you probably have, if you have free that works, like who was talking to this about last week? Uh, I think it was Emma, actually, who had like 60 odd people get a download her program in the first week. We know it works like the lead magnet. Then if you've had a high volume people do that, anything after that, like, for example, lead to consult and consult to conversion. That's then in the copy of your emails or the, the quality of that lead magnet or um, how your call to actions have worked. But if a lead magnet has worked by getting a, a decent volume of people, just repeat that lead magnet, I would say every three months. And have two more that act similar similar to that. So a million percent, you don't. Need you can to just read. You can just position like, because what that person I, can't, I don't know as that probably sitting there going, well, I can't just offer a program again. But just on the front end, yeah. Like on the front end, how you're promoting it, how you're positioning it, how you're trying to solve a problem, that's the difference, isn't it? Mm. Through the message. So um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Any more? No, no more. Bush. Well, some top questions there. And it's good to get a band back together. We've had a couple of weeks there without each other. It's done as good. We, we, had, we had a bit of a break, you know. We had a bit of a break. Sometimes you need a bit of breathing space in the relationship, don't you? And look, yeah. it's, it's flourishing again, Nick. I don't know about that. <laughs> Final thoughts? Um, my obvious one on a Tuesday morning at five to nine is... Just before a four-hour webinar. <laughs> Need uh, another coffee. Right, people. We hope you all have a belting day and a belting week, and we'll see you on Thursday night, won't we? Laters. See you in a bit. Bye.